0: information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions.
1: Hey, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. I got a pop quiz for you today. You ready? Shoot. All right. Who came up with this famous saying, there's a sucker born every minute? Can we get some music going there? All right, here we go. Number one, was it P.T. Barnum, George Hull, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mouse, or Anthony Fauci?
0: Hmm. Well, most people attribute it to P.T. Barnum, so I'm gonna go with P.T. Barnum. Mickey, way to candy bar? Would they take that? Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money The Worry Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four time author, Tony Walker.
1: Born in 1810, one of the great promoters ever known to man was P.T. Barnum. Barnum, who founded Barnum & Bailey Circus, is famously attributed to this quote as to why intelligent people are so easily persuaded into paying good money to see strange things when he said, There's a sucker born every minute. But actually, according to research from our own Derek Hudson, Barnum isn't the one who came up with this saying at all, but rather, there's a sucker born every minute is attributed to a cigar manufacturer of all people by the name of George Hull, who in 1869 came up with the crazy idea to sucker people out of their money by sculpting a course like giant from a ten-foot-long block of gypsum. After Mr. Hull sculpted the fake corpse, he then took the next painstaking task of burying it in, of all places, Cardiff, New York, all in hopes of duping people into forking over good money to see his fake giant. To further verify his scheme as true, Hull made the bold claim as the one who discovered this so-called petrified American Goliath, and the result gullible people bought into the hoax, hook, line, and sinker, leading Hull to later confidently explain why so many people would pay good money to see his fakes corpse as saying there's a sucker born every minute, and to which I would say, let's make sure when it comes to your retirement, you're not one of them. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement, and yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, sucker-avoiding retirement planning specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And today, we're going to take a deep dive into how to avoid being a sucker when it comes to making decisions about money and, yes, your retirement. But before we teach you how to spot the financial hoaxes and hucksters of the world, let me introduce to you Mr. Aaron Orander, who is still always and gladly America's favorite financial sidekick. So, Aaron, good morning, and sorry to take you off guard with that question right at the first of the show.
0: Well, good morning to you as well, sir, but I've got a question that I'm coming right back at you with. Uh-oh. What is gypsum?
1: <laughs> I think...
0: I, folks, I'm kind of tired. I didn't sleep well last night, and it's early, well, and... Let me get on the internet here right I, I could, Yeah, while Tony's looking that up, I could have <laughs> sworn he said... He made a mummy out of gypsies, and I thought, "Gyps? what is he talking about? But then I heard him, and I thought, oh, gypsum. So I got uh, okay. to ask you, what is gypsum?
1: And see through the power of radio, people don't know right now. I'm on the internet looking this up. And everything on the internet is true, by the way. There are no That's right. promotions, hucksters. There's, everything's verified on the internet. It says gypsum is a soft sulfate mineral composed of calcium sulfate, dihydrate, With uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. It is widely mined and used as fertilizer. Well, we're throwing that around today a lot. As the main constituent here, now we're getting somewhere with Mr. Hull and making this fake giant. Many forms of plaster, blackboard or sidewalk, chalk, drywall. That's got to be something to do with maybe the paper of the cigars. I mean, this guy was a cigar manufacturer. Okay. What was Gypsum used for? Yeah, Yeah, I
0: would say probably it was maybe... Cut thin uh, and used to roll cigars, maybe? There I don't you go. know. I bet I don't it know. had to have we'll some. go with that.
1: Okay. And I'm sure somebody riding down the road's going, You goofballs, it's X. But anyway, That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, soft safe. safe. Oh, okay. It doesn't it says makes plaster back, but it doesn't say anything about cigar wrapping. All right. But I'd never heard of this George Hull. See, I always thought like you that P. T. Barnum came up with this saying. And according to Derek, this George Hull fellow, which I think it's hilarious, creates this giant of a man, buries it it's fake, then resurrects it. And all these people come from, I mean, this is fact, this happened, you can look it up, came from miles around to see what he called the mummified, petrified giant. So folks you are saying, well, Tony, what's the point of all this? Well, here's my point, folks. In doing this for over 38 years and meeting in person with over 15,000 savers In personally meeting, quite frankly, a lot of people who come to me dazed and confused by a financial world that, quite frankly, has kind of of mummified their own concoction of what finances and investments and things should be, what I'm concerned about is some of you are going to fall victim to what I call suckerism, where you are going to do things, invest in things that probably or should not be in your best interest. So Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the hoaxes out there, some of the suckerisms, and more importantly, what questions you can ask of any advisor or of any financial decision you're about to make. What are the five key questions you have to ask before investing your hard-earned money with anybody or any type of financial product? I'm Tony Walker. I'm with Aaron Orender. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. We'll be right back. Getting ready to roll over your 401k to an advisor you barely know? Are they just going to invest your money or do they actually have experience in retirement planning? Well, here's my advice. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Get a written game plan from an experienced retirement planning firm that has created more than 5,000 written game plans. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started button. What if something happened to you or your partner? A job layoff, a death, a disability. How comfortable would you be in handling the money? Well, I'm retirement specialist Tony Walker, and for more than 38 years, I've made it my life's work to help clients plan for retirement and the unexpected. So don't go it alone. To learn more about our services, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com or call us at 877-499-9255. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement and uh, in the studios with us is Mr. Aaron Orander, America's favorite financial sidekick. And Aaron, I know Derek is over there feverishly working on the production of the TV show, which we'll be doing in just a minute. I started asking you about movies and shows, and I think you're kind of going blank on where this term, there's a sucker born every minute, might have come from. In terms of how it's used in today's modern day TV, you, you kind of went blank. Yeah, that, I kind of
0: went blank when you guys started talking about this particular movie and Derek said he'd seen it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. So. all right,
1: So, Derek, you helped out with the research on this saying you were the one that found out that it was George Hull mm-hmm. that originally said there's a sucker born every minute. But where has this been used in modern day age? Uh, well, it was actually your daughter Lacey that pointed out that Danny DeVito said it, and I had, I kind of had an assumption where is the
0: movie Matilda? There's a sucker born every minute. We're gonna take him for all he got.
1: Okay. So he movie. said, "There's a sucker born every minute." He says that in the movie, yeah. Um, and then I found an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where <laughs> Picard says it. Not when little one, Not not that group. This no, is the no, no. Ne- this okay. is the newer one. Have you uh, got it? Uh, well, can we play that? Can you play that? Let's play yeah. that. That's kind of cool. Let's let that roll. Wise man once said, there is a sucker born every minute. All right. Thank you for that, Derek. Uh, Aaron, I think uh, Derek had said earlier, I know we were planning for this show, something about the Danny DeVito cut. They even cut out the word sucker. Is sucker, are we supposed to use that word anymore? I I don't know. I
0: I don't know. I guess it depends (laughs) on how you use it.
1: Uh, Okay. Well, as we record this show, folks, in September of 2022, we got to use it because it's the theme. So maybe we're too late. Maybe we shouldn't have been using there's a sucker born every minute but I'm going to keep using it. Okay. So let's define the term sucker. So Webster's Dictionary defines it. So we're going to assume it's okay to use it. Okay. Here's the, it's got several definitions. Here's the ones I pulled out, Aaron. A sucker is someone who is a person who is easily cheated or deceived, or I love this one, or someone who is irresistibly attracted by something specified. Now, let's be honest. Have you ever, Fallen victim to what I call suckerism. Is there something you fell for that you just were either irresistibly attracted to, or and then you look back and went, "Oh my gosh, what a what a jip" or whatever.
0: Well, I guess maybe sorta. So as you know, I've talked to you about this before. The past couple of years, I've kind of taken uh, a break from golf because I've had some issues with my shoulder, and you know, I still love to play golf, but it's kind of you know in the back seat right now. I mean, I, I play occasionally, but not as much as I used to. Um, so I have taken up another hobby of hunting be very very quiet i'm hunting ha. <laughs> that's something that i've kind of gotten sounds into. Sounds a lot less dangerous too it's a lot less dangerous yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um and you know i was thinking about this last night and the only thing i can really think of is you know when it comes to hunting you know there are there are particular rifles that cost three hundred dollars and there are rifles that cost three thousand dollars And everybody wants to, everybody wants the $3,000 rifle. Why? Well, I don't know. It's, it's more money. It must be a better rifle. And it's like, well, no, not necessarily. You know, I've learned through research that, you know, some of these rifles, uh, they might be more expensive because they didn't make as many. You know, they may have only made a thousand of them as opposed to 20,000 of them, or they may have a particular type of coating on the barrel that is for like, cold, like Alaska below zero degree temperature hunting that, you know, you don't need down here in the Ohio Valley. So I can see that, you know, that did not happen to me, but I could see where things like that can happen, where there is, you know, there's a sucker born every minute. Somebody (laughs) thinks, well, I got to have that $3,000 rifle. Well, why? I don't know. It's $3,000. It must be better.
1: That's that's a really good point. I tell you, I won't go into much detail here because I have lately, I'm trying to really perfect my golf swing. And my wife has been laughing at this stuff. I'm buying more gadgets and gizmos, trying to do something called lag. If you came up to my uh, studio where I'm trying to work on my swing, you'd laugh at some of this stuff. It's like sucker born every minute. I bought this stuff. Now, actually, some of it's starting to work, but these contraptions for golf. It's like... I used to play golf with the late, great buddy, Dimling, and he was so good at golf. And he would say, Tony, just keep this simple. And I'd ask about all these different swing thoughts. He's like, you're making this way too complicated. So I got to admit, in the world of golf, I think I've fallen to a little bit of suckerism. Okay, but let's get back to money. Now I'm going to really admit where I became the sucker. And I'm going to go back in time because people don't realize this. A lot of people know me. Even around the country, I've spoken to a lot of large groups about our expertise in annuities and how to properly use annuities and the number of annuities we've sold. Um, You know, I've personally sold over a half a billion dollars of annuities. I know these products very well, but there's a reason I started focusing so much on annuities and it began right after 9-11. So let me tell you this story, folks, because it's really, really important to understand where my philosophy comes from and also what's going on right now as we record this show in September of 2022, with many of you wringing your hands over this recent stock market collapse. And, of course, as we look forward to the economy, some real, real concerns of what's going on with inflation and our nation's debt. And, of course, just a lot of you blindly, I think, getting suckered into keeping all your money in the stock market when a lot of you do not need to have this much money in the stock market. You're savers or you're retired or you're nearing retirement. And I'm going to explain in the rest of the show why I think you've kind of been duped into trusting in something that really is not for you or in your best interest, and that's 100% of your money in the stock market. Okay, so here's, let me set the stage. In the 1990s, I was putting people heavily into the stock market. Uh, but you got to look at what was going on in the 90s. In the 90s, especially other than a little glip of a uh, radar in 94, the 90s, and still I still call them the go-go 90s. I mean, you could literally throw a dart at a dart board at a list of stocks, and be a winner. It was absolutely crazy. In fact, Aaron, in the 90s, um, we used something called asset allocation. It's still used today, and we still kind of use it, but we really relied on it. What you would do is you'd feed all this information in a model, okay, computer model, try to determine somebody's risk. It would come out with maybe 20 different funds and different types of funds. We'll say different equipment, okay, that okay. you should have right. based on this person's risk tolerance, as they called it you'd invest and you'd follow that model. And what happened was, I think the sucker part of me said, hey, this is really working. Well, the reason it was working, Aaron, is because the stock market was just going up. Does that kind of make sense? It'd kind of be like, no matter what gun you took out on the range and if there's just deer everywhere and you're shooting, you know, these are nice guns. Well, right. it's because there's 4,000 deer to choose from. Right. Are you with me? Right. Okay. Okay. So I began to think that it was really me that was creating all this wealth for my clients. And it was, no, it was just the market. In fact, one of the funds we used was Garrett Van Wagner's Van Wagner Emerging Growth. You can look it up in the nineties. I think one year, if I remember correctly, the rate of return in one year on Van Wagner Emerging Growth, Aaron, was 260%. Now this was a mutual fund. This had never even been heard of. Um, And I just said, man, this is awesome. Then you know we just kept doing that, and people were growing their money, and they were so happy with us, and everybody loved us, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, something weird happened. The market actually went down. Did you know that it could go down, Aaron? Did yeah, you know it stock- can go down. It can go down. All right. And I kind of forgot that. So what happened in the year 2000, not just 2000, 2001 and 2002, three straight years, that market went down. And I mean went down significantly. And here's what I did right after 9-11, because it was not just 9-11, but as soon as 9-11 hit and I became nervous, I said, never again. I will never, ever again put 100% of my client's money in the stock market. But that's what I was doing. So it's like, well, what options do you have? Well, one thing I was keeping an eye on, it came out in the mid-90s. I didn't know much about them. I'd I'd sold annuities before, but not these type of annuities. They came out in the mid-90s called fixed indexed annuities. So I started researching them, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is a product that can go up to a degree if the market goes up, but listen to this part, folks, but when, not if, when the market goes down, you cannot lose any money. How's that sound, Aaron? I like that. Not yeah, if you're a saver money. and you don't want to lose money, that's, that's like right. bingo. So I thought, well, what, why wouldn't I want to use these products? Now, here's the funny thing, Aaron. So at that time, I started getting my business started growing. I started providing these products kind of got away from the stock market. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that criticized me in our industry, thinking, Tony, what are you doing? I mean, it was bad. And I kept saying, well, what's wrong with these products? I don't understand. There was a guy, he's not on TV or radio anymore. He used to be on all the time. He was an old crusty looking fellow. And he would always talk about how much he hated annuities. He'd literally say that. He'd say, I hate annuities and you should too. And it's like, well, I don't know what's to hate about them. All they are is basically like granddad's pension Uh, There's no risk with these certain types of annuities. There's no fees. Uh, You can provide mailbox money, which is a lifetime income. What's not to like about these? So I just kept working it. I kept working the process. I kept creating a process. And now we fast forward to this day, and I've got roughly almost 3,000 clients. We have uh, the Charles Schwab platform, which can give you access to your money. We call this the split IRA. Uh, It can provide some growth. It can put some money in the stock market if you want to do some of your money. We can do that. But more importantly, what the split IRA is all about is making sure that you can sleep at night. In fact, I call it... Sleep insurance. So what is sleep insurance? Well, sleep insurance is that ability to go to bed at night, pretty much know what you got. If you wake up the next morning and the stock market's down 20 or 30%, you know that, assuming you don't have any money in the stock market, that your money is safe and secure. But you might say, well, Tony, that's all well and good, but where did all this notion come from that a lot of us have to have money in the stock market? Well, when I come back, I'm going to go back and hit time a little bit and pick a magical age of 1978. That was an important year for a lot of people, not only my granddad, but for millions and millions of savers who would leave the world of safety and security behind and get on a world of risk and uncertainty in the stock market good stuff coming your way. You're going to want to stay tuned for this. Remember, we don't want to get suckered out of our money. We want to use and enjoy it before it's too late. That's what we're all about here at Tony Walker Financial. We'll be right back. Now, remember, folks, when you roll over your 401k with us, you get a 15% bonus. How's that sound? That sounds too good to be true.
0: Come on, don't you trust me? What are your fees? That is a great question, and we'll get to that
1: after we roll over the 401
0: I think we need to get a second opinion.
1: Don't get stuck in the wrong annuity. Get a second opinion from TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Is the person you're getting ready to turn over your money to a fiduciary, In other words, is that person required by law to work in your best interest? Well, if not, why not? My name is Tony Walker, and as a fiduciary, I promise to work in your best interest. So before you turn over your life savings to anyone, make sure they're a fiduciary. For a second opinion on your finances, give us a call at 877-499-9255.
0: Welcome back, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Ornder, and I just wanted to remind you all that this topic that we're talking about today on the radio, it's going to be on our next television show. If you want to find times for that, all you got to do is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and then right there in the top right corner, you're going to find our drop-down menu. Click on that, and you're going to click on TV slash Radio Show Times and Media. And right there on that page, you'll find when our show airs and what station it airs on. But if you just can't make it, no problem. We've got you covered there. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com. That's YouTube.com. And in the search bar, type in Tony Walker Financial. Click search and you'll see Tony's smiling face. Just click on that and you're going to find all of our past shows plus a ton of other video content.
1: Thank you, and I'm glad you brought that up. It was funny that it related to that whole thing about the TV show. Um, a lot of times I do, not a lot of times, I guess, sometimes I run into people who tell me they listen to the radio show, but don't watch the TV show. And I think a lot of times they don't know. So you got it. This is a good one. So me and Susan are in the local grocery store the other day. I run into an old friend of ours, who's also a client. I'll just call her Don L., And Donnell was talking. She says, oh, by the way, I love listening to the radio show with you and that guy that I can't pronounce his last name. I said, don't worry, Donnell, I can't either. Anyway, (laughs) she said, I love the radio show. And I said, well, you got to catch the TV show. Do you ever watch that? And she goes, well, no, I don't know about the TV show. I didn't know you had one. So I appreciate you saying that. But, folks, the TV show is excellent as well. Although it's similar material, a lot of the graphics and the production are state-of-the-art. We put a lot of time into that. So as Aaron says... If you can't catch the TV show, please go to our YouTube channel. I know Mary Beth Combs here in the production studio has been working hard to kind of assemble that and get it laid out. It is some really, really good information, especially if you're getting ready to retire or maybe you've been retired for a while. Uh, and again, as we record this show in September of 2022, if you're tired of losing a bunch of money in the stock market, we've got some great options for you. Okay, Aaron, take a stab at this in our remaining time. We talked about sucker, defining that from Webster's. I've already got the definition from Webster's, but if I just said the word hoax,
0: that is a hoax. What
1: comes to mind to you? Any key words that come to mind?
0: Oh, the first key word that comes to my mind is trick, trickery. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, yeah, pulling the wool over somebody's eyes, (laughs) as as they say. You know, just trying to get away with something without somebody noticing what you're really doing.
1: That's very good. In fact, uh, one of the definitions of Webster's on hoax is to trick. Into believing or accepting as genuine, we go back to Hall's Giant, right? Right. He tricked people into believing, hey, this mummy that I created out of gypsum, it's the real deal.
0: And I think one of the keys to this is that, you know, this might sound kind of well, yeah, duh, Aaron, but the whole thing with a hoax is the person pulling the hoax knows that it's wrong. They know you know, sometimes people do wrong things and it's like, oh, I didn't realize. I didn't know (laughs) what I was doing. But when it comes to a hoax, when it comes to pulling a prank, whatever, the person doing it, they know that it's wrong.
1: That's a really good point. Well, so whether it's a, a hoax of a giant that was created out of a gypsum, buried, or i tell you another funny hoax looking back on it was the tulip mania back in the 1600s. Boy, that was, a, that was an interesting hoax. But this is going to be a little controversial when I say this. Now, this is not me saying this, but I do think this is an excellent book. If you really want to understand the history of the 401k plan, it's called The Great 401k Hoax by William Woolman. This was a book I read years ago, man, and it really opened my eyes to thinking, okay, where did this 401k come from? Who's benefited from it? And now as we fast forward, see, the 401k was enacted into law in 1978. So folks, you have to understand that. Before then, if we kind of look at who was behind the creation of the 401k, in my opinion, and Mr. Wallman's opinion, I would agree with this. There was three folks or three institutions. You had Wall Street, who up until that time, Aaron, if you wanted stocks, number one, most people didn't own stocks prior to 1978. Most savers like my granddad wouldn't even know how to buy a stock. That was really more of the affluent. They'd go down to the stockbroker's office on the square. And right, look I was going to say, you had to go tape. to a broker. You yeah. couldn't
0: just, nowadays, you can just do it on your phone. Oh, yeah. You know, but back in those days, you had to go to somebody, right? Okay. That's right.
1: So you you had that. Then you had uh, so you had Wall Street that uh, has benefited greatly. They've got trillions and trillions of dollars. Back in 1978, they had several hundred billion dollars with a B. Now it's in the way in the trillions. So 401ks definitely have benefited Wall Street through the stock market. Then the second party you had was the employer. I mean, let's face it, folks. I don't blame employers. I mean, to fund a pension plan and to keep that as a liability on the books and keep that thing funded is so so expensive. So employers were trying to figure out a way to get out of these darn pension plans. And finally, you got the government. The government had to enact it into law. And the government knew, hey, wait a minute. If these people keep deferring all this money, that means down the road we can collect taxes on it. So what's happened is, rather than having the guaranteed income for life through the old pensions, which is what my granddad enjoyed, savers are now left with all of this uncertainty, risk, and of course, no guaranteed income, or what I call mailbox money. Mailbox money. So how do we how do we overcome that? What is Mr. Wallman talking about when he calls the 401k a hoax? Well, first of all, you have to determine if there's any other options than the 401k. So many of you have been duped into thinking that, no, you gotta do, you gotta max out the 401k. And when you max out the 401k, put it in a stock market. Over the long term, it always does well, which it can. Okay, again, we're not saying not to do that. But what I'm saying is, to pull the wool over somebody's ideas and eyes and not give them any other options, I I agree with Aaron, is just plain wrong. So what is the option that we've come up with? And that is something called the split IRA concept. And you can find out more about that when we talk or when you would like to talk by phone. I'll tell you how to do that in just a second. But Aaron, what I decided to do, to try to close out this show and give somebody some meat, and you might wanna write this down, folks. In fact, I decided to create a download on our website, okay? It's basically on the website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. You wanna to go to the download section, and basically you're gonna down download this, and it's called Don't Be a Sucker, okay? That's all it's called, Don't Be a Sucker. And here's how this is gonna work. Anytime you're thinking about buying a product, investing in a product, I don't care what it is, you're gonna take this sheet, either you're gonna fill it out while you're talking to the advisor, or the person representing the investment, and then what I would do is, if you don't know how to fill it out, have them fill it out and sign it and give it back to you. So here are the five key questions you're going to ask this person before you ever invest money. Number one, what is the worst case scenario? Well, let's take an extreme. If I invest 100% of my money in the stock market, Aaron, what could happen? Worst case, you could lose it. Yeah, think of Enron. I mean, people went broke. It's okay. gone and you, yeah, it's, it,
0: it's and, gone. An annuity.
1: You buy a bonus annuity. Those are very popular. Now, what's the worst case? Well, you get the bonus, you bail out of it in two years, you lose the bonus, they take that back and you get stuck with a 10% penalty and you may not have made any money and you got to pay the insurance company back $20,000 in losses. That could happen. Second question, how much access will I have to this investment? Again, number two, how much access will I have to this investment? Number three, before investing in anything, you want to ask this person, what is the time frame of the investment? In other words, if I get out of this investment within the given time frame, whether it's three years, five years, 30 years, if it's a bond, whatever it is, what are the penalties for early withdrawal? Okay. Number four, are there any gotchas? Now, the biggest gotcha that I could see is people forgetting that they owe all these taxes. On the 401k when they go to take it out. That's a big gotcha that nobody ever talks about. And finally, number five, what are the fees? You've got to make sure that people are clear on the fees. And as a fiduciary, we'll tell you everything. We'll tell you the fees, the commissions. We'll tell you the access. We'll, we'll tell you the time frame. We'll help you with any gotchas. But it, So if you're sitting there, folks, and you're thinking, gosh, I've never thought about these questions, and you want to take advantage of these questions, that free download's available. I think it's going to be very helpful. And yes, even a little man in a sweater vest will answer all your questions to make sure you're comfortable before you invest and possibly become a sucker. All right. So we hope you've enjoyed today's program. Aaron's winding this down. Here's what I'd like to do. If you have any questions, if you'd like to talk to me in person, we have something called the free 10-minute fiduciary phone call. It's very easy to do. You can set this up with me personally at no cost or obligation by logging on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Or just give us a call at the toll-free number at 877-499-9255. That's 877 walk Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program and we look forward to talking to you next week. But you remember between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. Make it a good one.